Welcome to the family with Rasta Alex Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Rampernard. What's the Rasta? The music part sounds of like Rasta man music. Rasta man. <laughs> what is this music, Andy? Who does this? It's Doug. Well, that's right. It's Dougie. I forgot. Yeah. Dougie gave it to you. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to uh, deliver the news to you this morning, but it's basically about 50 people getting murdered all around the United States, so I don't think I want to do that. Hmm. Oh, no. Four killed in shooting in downtown Louisville building. Five people are dead because a killer is dead, too. Eight people injured. I mean, it's just... They don't even know what this is about. A shooting, uh, a shooting Monday at a bank in downtown Louisville killed at least four people and wounded at least eight others. The suspect, the lone shooter, was also dead. But they have no idea why he just came into the bank and opened fire. Well, the newest thing was um, that he had texted a friend saying that he was feeling suicidal and was going to do something. But why do we have to kill four other people when you're going out the door? I don't know. There's a lot of people that when they want to die, they want to take others with them. I don't know why. I don't get it. I will never understand no, that. Hopefully you never will understand. Well, he was a former employee of the bank. Yeah. So he's mad about something. Yeah, he's mad about something. <clears throat> well, when I left the queue, I didn't open fire. What the hell? Thank goodness. Well, you're not completely mentally unstable, just a little kind bit. Kind of a little bit unstable mentally, but not completely. Just okay. the right amount. Good. It's like salt. You, you need a little bit, but not too much. There you go. Is that what it is? The perfect Good news yep, for the exactly. movie industry. What? Super Mario Brothers dominated oh, yeah. the box office over the weekend and broke the record held by Frozen 2. Well. Ooh. What? Yeah. Huh. That's shocking. Yeah. 377 million globally and 204.6 million domestically. <clears throat> Jeez. What's that all about? Well, I mean, Mario is probably the most recognizable character on the planet right now, if you think yeah, about probably. it. I mean, Mickey Mouse, I don't think, is even as recognizable anymore. No one really cares about him that much. I, I mean, like, outside of America. So in the whole world? Oh. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Japanese like... people like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but they also like Mario because they invented him. True. Yeah, it's true. Did, are you going to go see it? Probably eventually. We were going to see it on streaming, but it was $30, so... Yeah. Well, that's like two movie tickets. Yeah, that's what Melissa said, but... On a Tuesday. Know, but it's more fun. Cheap I, Tuesday. For, for some reason, I'm much more okay with spending $30 
$40 on going to a movie between like tickets, food, whatever. Well, that's the thing. It's like if I'm going to spend all that money, I want to have like the big screen and the sound system and all that stuff. Not just, oh, I just paid $30 to sit in my living room and watch a movie. Like that's just like, you know, people have that rationale of, oh, it's the same as going to a movie. No, it's not. For for a lot of movies, it is basically the same. It's like, you know, you don't really need to see Brideshead Revisited on the big screen. Yes, it depends on the movie. But something like this where it's like all visuals, basically. Because there's basically what I've heard, there's no plot to speak of except for a very basic like Mario goes to the Mushroom Kingdom, he jumps around, wahoo, kills Bowser or whatever. Wahoo. And so really the whole thing is about seeing all the cool visuals. So doing that on a big screen is going to enhance your experience quite a bit. Yes. (laughs) Also, if you have kids, the odds of actually finishing that movie – in the 48 hours they give you, are very low. This because is true. you're going to be interrupted constantly for the next 48 <laughs> hours. Depending on the really? age of the yeah. Kids, yeah. Are you saying that Ethan is interrupting you when you try to watch a movie? No, he's answering the phone. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, I remember the last there. time he and Melissa rented a movie, he said that it they had to stop because Ethan kept waking up and moving things and yeah yeah that'll happen yeah we've only just recently started watching movies again because he's getting he's going to sleep at probably 7 7 30 yeah which gives us like two hours a night to watch something so I mean we still usually don't watch a movie we'll watch like an episode or two of a tv show but we can on some nights if he goes to sleep early and easy but for a while there he was going to sleep at like 10 11 o'clock that's really very late when he was an infant. Yeah. <laughs> well, infants, depending on how yeah, early he had a very infant. late, late sleep schedule when he was in an infant. Yeah, well, it's not shocking with who his parents are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's, well, that's a, a nice touch. It wasn't a me angry thing. You know what? I have been saying things lately and everyone is like, oh, and I'm like, I didn't mean that in a negative way at all. He had a late sleep schedule, and it's not surprising because Andy and Melissa have it's a late an sleep schedule. Fact. So why would that be well, negative? Well, had a late sleep schedule. Yes, not had. anymore. You gotta, you gotta adjust. It was yep. inevitable. Sure was. It's all true. Yep. We have Joe on the phone. Oh. Joe, what are you doing down there in Louisville, Kentucky, man? Having a hell of a day, huh? Watching all this bullshit unfold. Mm-hmm. What now? Uh, what on is top it? Of so- this one. On top of this one, some fuck decided to open fire over by the Voltec about a block and a half, about a little over a mile and a half away. Not even that. Yeah. Killed one person, sent another person to the hospital. What are we going to do about this? Because this is all being pushed by the national news, by politicians, by uh, some hedge fund people. 100%. They're driving people insane. Everyone who uh, foments unrest... And hatred for one another, I place this blame squarely on them. Every last one of them is complicit in this. <clears throat> on who is that, Andy? Mostly the news media, but yeah. also politicians. Politicians yep. were saying, oh, you better be afraid of this group. They're going to come yep. get you. You better do something about it before they come get you. Well, also right. our mental health um, care in America is so bad 
and so expensive, and they just want to shove pills down everyone's throat and yeah, say, Yeah, the SSRIs yeah. do not help this no. issue, I don't believe. No, I don't think they do either. What is okay, the amount of people that have done mass shootings that are on SSRIs? We talked about this last year in another at I know, I remember, but I don't shooting. Yeah, but and, I don't remember. Well, there was a there was all of a sudden there was like this is seems to be linked. This seems to be linked and then all of a sudden that story just disappeared. Yeah, I can't I mean, find it anywhere. Well, if you look at it, SSRI started becoming really a big thing in the 90s, which is when all this started. Um, it's hard to say because you could argue that so Yes, it is true that most of these people are on some sort of psychiatric medications, but then you could also say, well, yeah, they're crazy. They should be on psychiatric medications. So yeah. it's hard to say, you know, which came first in this situation. Yeah. Well, the UK has had something like 280 fatalities by stabbing. UK has tons of mass shootings. We just don't hear about them. They don't, not tons, but they have some. They have one every year or two. Yeah, but that's not like us. Well, yeah, we're also much, not. much bigger. Yeah, we are much bigger. Well, but, but I mean, no, in all of Great Britain, it's really not like including, you know, Ireland, Scotland, England. We're still Wales. way bigger. But I mean, they don't have per capita nearly as many mass Well, they don't have as many as us per capita, no, but they still have quite a few. You just don't ever hear about them. Do they? Yes. They've had three in the past five years, I think. That's not quite a few, I wouldn't say. I well, mean, the when your thing, population is that tiny. The only thing you got to consider is the fact that we have more freedom in America than anywhere else in the world, and look what we're doing with it. We also have a lot of foreign hostile interests targeting us with their media, That's telling correct. us all to kill each other. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Well, digital is just destroying the world. Uh, honest to God, I know people love to get in fights on this, that, and the other thing. And there's TikTok and there's this. And that. It, digital is going to destroy the world because people are too stupid to handle it. It's not They digital. can't handle it. This has been going on since the 90s. No, I understand that, but it's much, much worse. Hey, how many shootings is that now? Multiple shootings today reported. It's like the fifth one. I mean, that's just today, for Christ's sake. So what does that tell you? I don't know. Yeah, there's two, two of them alone here in, in Louisville. I mean, yep. this morning, the biggest story on the news was some wanker put a live baby chicken into an air fryer and fired it up. Why? That was the biggest story. It was the U of L kid. <laughs> Jesus. Suddenly, at 8.30 rolls around, breaking news. I'm going, okay, they caught something or did something. No, no. Active shooter downtown. They even had an eyewitness account. Um, a lady was driving, just dropped off her kid a couple of blocks from the bank. And her route home takes her right past the bank. And she said she heard gunshots and glass breaking and... Jeez. She just disappeared, and it turns out that uh, they, they had a press conference. The governor was on TV. The, we just got we just elected a new mayor here. Mm -hmm. His platform was doing away with the gun violence. He was on TV talking about the, the command, the assistant chief was on TV talking about it. It turns out that the governor 
lost a very close personal friend at the bank. Oh. <clears throat> and we also found out a little bit later that one of the news reporters on TV covering it also lost somebody at the bank. Jeez. <clears throat> that it is hard. It is very hard watching somebody try to do their job and keep it together. And she's, you know, she's trying to break that. She's trying to keep it together, but she wants to break down and just lose it. Right. So why do you think it is with all the freedoms in the world and all this and all that? What is causing this if it's not digital? I told you, media, politicians, those two things. Yeah, but they they right. rely they rely completely on digital to promote their programs and their what are their ideas and all that stuff. I mean that's that's a, that's a huge deal now being on digital for all these people. There's no question about it, right? Do you think that has anything to do with it? I mean, didn't we just discuss this like five minutes ago? Well, I know, but I still am not convinced that all of these people have just all of a sudden decided by themselves to go and start killing people. I mean, yes, they've been killing people for years, but not in groups like this. My God. There's, there's one every, one or two every day now. Yeah, there always was. You just didn't hear about them. I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, what I think is that maybe we should uh, lighten things up here with our guest, Katie Hart. (laughs) I'm blaming this on Katie. It's Katie Hart's fault. Yeah, it's Enjoy your segue. All right, thanks, Joe. Thanks, a lot, Joe. Bye, Joe. Katie, we're gonna. It's gonna be a great segue, except for yeah. the fact that there's great sadness. People of, Katie, how old are you? Ballpark. Uh, I am. I'm gonna actually be 40 uh, this year. And Mike, how old are you? 43. <laughs> so we're elder millennials. Slash elder millennials. Okay. Gen elder but, millennials. Katie, between you and Mike, how many people have you killed today? Uh, oh. none. No, see, that's all we're asking, Zero. Katie. Thank that's, you for that. That's all we're asking. Just Keep up the good work. <laughs> no, nah, it's just very, very sad. So we're really happy you're with us today because it was a very sad way to start the show, reporting all these people dead again. Dude, uh, but it's freaking ridiculous. It is. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Sunflower Fox and the Chicken Leg. Now, which one is Sunflower Fox and which one's the Chicken Leg? Uh, I'm the chicken leg. The boys no. are sunflower fox. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> so you're the chicken leg. I'm glad to hear that. See, now you cheered me right up, Katie. No question. The single's called Breathe It In. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your bell bottoms and get ready to rock because sunflower fox and the chicken leg are about to take you on a wild ride back to the 1970s with their single Breathe It In. 
this female-fronted classic rock band from Minneapolis has been inspired by the Golden. There's nothing like being from Minneapolis. No question about it. (laughs) I want to tell you something, though, Katie and Mike. Um, The high today in Minneapolis is going to be uh, 68. And then tomorrow, it's going to be uh, 77. On Wednesday, it's going to be 82. (laughs) On Thursday, it's going to be 76. The reason I bring this up is I'm coming back to Minnesota on Sunday. Guess what the high is on Sunday, Katie and Mike? (laughs) 20 42. below. <laughs> 47. Ah, well, that's better than 20 so, below. Still so, fine. 47. Just, <laughs> Everything's it's perspective. Not, it's not 84, I'll tell you that. 84 is too hot. <laughs> 84 is too hot. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so now where, where from Minneapolis are you? Where in Minneapolis? Where are you from? Uh, I'm in Bloomington. Yeah, I'm down in Shakopee, actually. Yeah. Wonderful areas both, as a matter of fact, spend a lot of time because we, we kind of live, actually, we live right between both of you, so that works out just magnificently. Love yep. uh, love living in that area. I mean, Minneapolis, some of it's insane, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is? Pockets. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, pockets. I like that. It was pockets. Okay, so how, how, how did uh, Sunflower Fox and the Chicken Leg come to be? Uh, you know, it... it it's funny because all of us, well, most of us are working musicians. So when the pandemic hit, uh, we basically lost all of our gigs. Um, and (laughs) finally we actually had time to write. Um, because you know, when you're gigging constantly, there's no Mm -hmm. real time to sit down and be creative and write. And so during that time of, uh, suckage, um, I, 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 st- <laughs> I well started put. writing because like seventies music is the kind of stuff that I grew up on. Cause my, my parents, like my dad was in like the Vietnam war and like, got to see like bread live and stuff like that. And, uh, so I grew up like listening to, uh, like heart and Fleetwood Mac and Aerosmith. And like mm-hmm. my dad used to joke that if you wanted to kill a party, you just throw on like a King Crimson album. Um, <laughs> So, so, so I, so I grew up, uh, listening to that stuff. And so I started writing in that style and I grabbed one of my best friends, James, and we started it. And then we started grabbing other musicians from around town that have also been gigging forever. Um, and we started all together writing the songs. I'd start with the lyrics and the basic melody lines, and then the guys would come in and start adding to the songs. And about a year later, we added Mike, who's our lead guitar player. And yeah, so we write all the songs together. And yeah, basically just like one decent thing came out of the pandemic. (laughs) And that's this band. Well, you know what's amazing about that, both of you, is you look back, because I'm, I'm about the right age to be talking to you guys about this, I will tell you that. Oh, as a matter of fact, I was in a band in the 1960s for 11 years and had a ball doing it. But could there be a better time for music? I mean, all of a sudden, there were, in 1963, 64, there were the Beatles, there were the Rolling Stones, there were Eric Burden and the Animals, yeah. you get on Moody Blues. My God, there were 10 years of this magnificent music, and the first five of that were in the 60s, and after that it was the 70s, like you're talking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like, almost all my favorite bands are out of the 70s. Um, I think there's a saying that somewhere in the 70s, rock and roll was kind of perfected. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Homer Simpson says that 
<laughs> rock, <laughs> rock and roll was perfected in 1974. It's a scientific fact. Hmm. Well, see, he, and he's right. <laughs> I agree so, with him 100%. <laughs> so we're just trying to bring back that kind of raw feeling. Because um, not to say anything bad about music today, um, it's just a lot of it is so gridded and so perfected and so sometimes it just feels like it loses its soul. Yeah. And so it's a lot of formula. Yeah. Are you talking about Madonna? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So like, you know, when we go into the studio, you know, we try and record all together. We, we use like a big live room. So we do everything together. We keep stuff that people might, get rid of um because we think it sounds better do it the old school way yeah yep all together so yeah it's a wonderful thing the only thing you've made me a little sad is because i look back at because uh, i was you know when the beatles broke i was 11 years old oh, and man. then of course when the <laughs> 70s began that had to be the year of course that my favorite of all time Jimi hendrix had to die oh. in 1970 ah. The 27 Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's a member of the 27 Club. And there's, my God. Isn't that amazing, Katie? You bring that up. How many people are in that club now? Because it's got to be dozens and dozens and dozens. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, and it's super sad because it's a, a lot of it is preventable. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all like drugs and it's yeah, super sad. Drugs. Yeah, mostly drugs. <laughs> Mostly drugs. Almost all drugs. Yeah, was Jimmy. It? Jimmy died. Drugs. I think it's all drugs, isn't it? With the artists? Mm, is it? Yeah, yeah. I might see Michael Bryan's yeah. this. Yeah. Sandwich, maybe. I think yeah. there's a sandwich in there. Oh, is, is yeah. that the same age, too, with her? Crashes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. That was what yeah. Mama Cass, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. that's right. But honest to God, to grow up in that era, you know, like I said, to, to watch... At 11 years old, the Beatles break and all the one, other ones we just mentioned and getting into the 70s, some of the greatest music of all time. And that's, for me, I got lucky because I started radio in 1972. So I got to play it every night for a living. And it was just, my God, it was magnificent. It was, I can, although I tell you, I think Winchester Cathedral. No, that came out in the 60s. Never mind. That was the 60s. That was not the 70s. I apologize for that. But um, is there any is there any one for both of you? And I, I assume it's not the same. Was there one band from the 70s you really wanted to go back and go, that that was when I realized this is what I want to do? Did anybody inspire you in, in that era to get into business? Uh, uh, Aerosmith. Oh, uh, God, sure. yes. You know, um, and you know, Zeppelin is kind of an obvious one, but yeah, Aerosmith and Cheap Trick are real big ones mm. for me. Uh, it would definitely be Heart for me. So, Heart. um, my them. mom showed me the album Dreamboat Annie, and that was her favorite album. And when she passed away in 2007, I actually took on Heart as my last name as kind of a tribute to her. Oh, wow, and, oh, and then that nice. was like. And that was also my favorite band. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're awesome. Like, I absolutely love Ann Wilson's voice. It's mm-hmm. spectacular. So wonderful yeah. people too, by the way. They're very yeah. nice people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quick story. Uh, 
back in those days, I was working at Capitol Records, so I would travel all over the country for Capitol. And I happened to be in the Capitol Records Tower in Hollywood one day, and Ann Wilson came in. And uh, Ann had, had put on a little weight, apparently, and the, you know nobody mentioned that to her, but she brought it up. Uh, in the meeting, she said, I want you guys to know that I've gotten a little out of shape, but I'm gonna, I'm started uh, something last week, and I'm really watching what I eat, and I'm working out a lot. And I, I, Look, this is for me. It's not for you. That's why I'm telling you this, because it's for me to feel better about it. So I want you to know that I'm working really hard, and I, I want to drop some weight, and then we're going to go back on the road, and I'm going to be very, very happy about that. We're all like, oh, that's that's terrific. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. So I walk over to the window, and I'm looking out over oh, the landscape in Hollywood, and I see Ann get into her limousine. Okay, She drove, uh, the limousine driver went about, oh, I'd say 50 feet and pulled into Burger King. <laughs> she meant tomorrow. Tomorrow she was going to start the program. Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> isn't, isn't that wonderful? Or maybe that was the only thing she ate all day. Maybe that's a, speci- maybe that's a diet. It might be the Burger King diet. Yeah, could uh, you're be. absolutely don't right. We don't know. Hey, Very you don't healthy. Know what works for people. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not know. It's a good point, Katie. I didn't know what worked for people, and I'll. <laughs> I will tell you honestly, that was one of one of the happiest times in my life. Well, I met Catherine when I was working at Capitol, so that might be one of the reasons it's so special to me. But Aww. to work Aww. in the record business in the 1970s was exactly the same tribute you're giving today to the 70s. I give because I got in the music business in the 1970s, and I just, my God, what a, what a, to be around, you know, I would travel with people like, you know, Bob Seger and Boz Skaggs and all these different people, getting to know them. Yeah. It was, a, for me, your band is like a dream come true because it's exactly what what it was all about for me. I, I did love that era as much as you do. Yeah, and that's, that's what we're just trying to do is just kind of bring that back, and, uh, you know, and it's not just us. There's other bands that are trying to do that, too, um, and... Of course, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, Greta Van Fleet is doing yep. it. Um, yeah, it's true. That everybody knows. But yeah, like there's, you know, I feel like there's like a low rumbling of all of it. And especially like with Daisy and the Six coming out, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's there. It's there. It, it feels like rock and roll has kind of gone underground these days. Well, it's the old circle. Yeah. Circle of mm-hmm. rock and roll. You know, ebbs and flows. And I think it's right. time for... Uh, a real good rock and roll reinsurgence. Right. Yeah. Well, you should make your way down to Miami because it's big down here. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, that would be great. 70s music is huge. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've asked you a question because I get yelled at by Catherine once in a while and Alex. I never yell. She never yells. You're absolutely right. But I, I do remember, and I think it was the late 70s, maybe 77, 78, 79, somewhere like that. I'm riding along in my car one day. Like I said, I'm in the record business, so I'm loving it. And all of a sudden, I hear this song come on, and it's just horrendous. Because it's a guy talking over music playing in the background. It was uh, the very first rap song. <laughs> it was put out by Rapper's Delight. You ever hear that song? Oh, yeah. I hated that. That ruined my life from that day. My life has never been the yeah, same. Yeah, you have never gotten over rap. I never you have gotten never over rap. You never have. There is no bigger R&B Still fan. Mad. 
no bigger R&B <laughs> fan on earth than me, and rhythm and blues is just gone. Soul music is what it was called back then. But it's just gone because of that crap. I hate that music. <laughs> I do. I hate it. <laughs> just have to listen to the old artists. That's all. Yep. See, well, I feel like what... if I'm going to listen to rap or anything like that, I like it from the 70s, like Lakeside. When yeah. they did yep. Fantastic Voyage, <laughs> that song is oh everything. They're like dressed like funky pirates, and you know everybody's <laughs> like on coke, and it's just, it's just, and they're fighting with fake swords. That video is everything. <laughs> if you, like, just like look it up. Three in the morning. That video yeah. is so great. <laughs> <laughs> And they're trying, oh, God, they're trying to rap, and it's just really nothing. It's, it's so good. Oh, my God, they're all it's sweaty, just painful. You know? <laughs> no, it's not a, no, they're trying really hard. You know, they've got those awesome, like, 70s, uh, quote-unquote, special effects, you know? Oh, oh and no oh, one yeah. looked good. It was, it was great. God bless them. Oh, mm. Oh, I just got a text message from a uh, a friend of mine. Said, "Yeah, what a great era that R and B." Just ask Marvin Gaye, whose father killed him. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's not very nice, no, is it? Music. No, yeah, that's nothing not to do nice. With it. No, that was, those were some great songs, though, in yes. that era, like soul oh. that came out of there. Yeah. Like, yep. mm-hmm. oh my God, just amazing vocals, amazing vocals that came out of there. Would you throw a little bit in for Uncle Tommy if I come and see you? Could throw a couple of R and B songs in there. Yeah. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> you just be, you just became the Tom Bernard, or this is actually the family podcast part of it. The morning show is the Tom Bernard show, but in any case, uh, the, the family podcast. You just became the house band for us, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Now we're talking. We're in, so dude. No, where are you playing? Is there are there several uh, outlets, uh, venues that you play is, uh, on a regular basis? So we haven't. So here's the thing. So we have actually been. So I'm sure you know this. The music industry has changed quite a yeah. bit uh, mm-hmm. since even since we all started. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's even changed significantly since the pandemic. So we're actually in what our PR company likes to call fan finding mode. Uh, uh, so true. we're actually, we're releasing singles. Um, we're not playing out yet. Um, so instead of releasing albums like they used to do, we are releasing singles and constantly online on social media, which uh, you can't just be a band anymore. You can't just be a band. No, you gotta have no. everything. You gotta be super famous on the TikToks. Yeah. Which I'm not on because I refuse. I and, refuse myself. Uh, <laughs> respect. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and on uh, like Instagram and stuff. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. Um, so the goal is is to start um, touring hopefully next year. So that's what we're we're doing right now, which is promoting singles um, and getting getting a decent fan base here since we've been writing music for two years. So we will literally have music coming out every single between six and eight weeks for a year and a half. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, that's how it did work back in the 50s and 60s is people did singles and released yep. them. The album came later. That's that's a yes, very smart thing to do. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. That's very smart, as a matter of fact, to get mm-hmm. that whole thing done. And it's also very cost-effective, too, because putting out an album is not cheap. No. <laughs> Can't you pay Especially- some 12-year-old to get you a TikTok thing going? <laughs> oh my god! Maybe there you, go. <laughs> well, I, you know it's it's funny. She can put on fake makeup or fake eyelashes to your song, oh and then it'll be the next big thing. I I just can't like. It's funny because <laughs> they talk to us about getting a TikTok, and I'm like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Yeah. Like we can't do it. We're nope. you know the youngest in the band is 32. We're like I don't. I can't do it, man. Chinese spyware. It is spyware. I mean, that's what it is. There's no question about that. You got to pay an influencer, though, to do it for you. That's how it works today, sadly. I know. know. Joe Biden just is, uh, he just hired something like 100 social media influencers for the election. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's got to have an influencer. Yep. Oh, God. I. That's that's yeah. our new journalism. I don't know what else to say. I think I could move in with Santa and the North Pole just to get the <laughs> hell out of here. You think <laughs> that worked out? That's disgusting that you, you. And he actually announced that he hired a hundred of them. Uh, yeah, that's what. Well, oh, that's God. what. Oh, that's what young people watch. I guess that's what they do. It's what everybody does. I mean, it's yeah. what everybody does. It's like what you have to do in order to be seen by anyone anymore yep so and, it, and it's all like frankly it's all about seo it's all about search engine optimization and you mm-hmm. know the higher sure your is. likes are the higher your follows are you know the more likely yep. you are to be seen as legitimate yeah Puke. you know and <laughs> it is what it is you know it's kind of right? that like necessary evil and i mean it's funny because everybody that i talk to and i'm sure you too in bandland it's like we would much rather be playing out and creating oh yeah than making content and taking pictures but you know it's it's just what you need to do you know yeah no i could see that to be the case no question it's a it's just a new world you know so a sad new world here we are (laughs) Well, but I will tell you, I will tell you both the same thing could be said about now we are on some social media. I don't know. I mean, Andy yeah. handles all that and Andy's wife right. handles all that. I don't go anywhere near it. But if we did, uh, Andy, since you guys have been doing that and you picked up a ton of new list, listeners to this show, right? Yeah, it helps oh, a lot. Yeah. It does help a ton. Well, that whole you have to post 17 times a day. It's like, oh, my oh, yeah. God. Who wants to yeah. do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I... I owned a business for 12 years and that was how we got everyone was through really? social media was for social media. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you're Amazing. like, no, <laughs> but it's free. <laughs> I'll say that for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the interesting part. It is free, isn't it? Or, or you can buy more influence though with cash if you want. Correct. You can. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, yep. I remember that at the beginning. They said, here, Tom, you should. I'm like, no, leave me alone. What's going to happen when everybody starts using an AI bot to promote themselves? Yeah. Is everybody just going to be famous? <laughs> I, get their stuff. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like you can you can sense it. At least right now, you can. I feel like you can sense it. Like the phrases are all the same. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. You know? The, yeah, what's the new chat? The G-O. chat GPT or whatever? Yeah, yeah. chat GPT. Absolutely. Scary. Yeah, Scary. it is creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really it is. creepy. It's very creepy. 
So what do you guys think of that? Do you think that that's, I, I suppose it's the only way to get it done, but does that mean anybody's ever leaving their bedroom if they're on, you know, checking everything out on that every day? I mean, do they ever leave the house? Luckily, there are still a lot of music fans that are willing to get out and live life Good. for real yeah. and come see live music. So I don't think that's going away. But it, no. it definitely, you feel the shift for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we're like, we're throwing a party for the single release thing. And, and we're actually shocked by how many people want to go. Um, oh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's. Yeah, I mean, I still, yeah, there's definitely been like a decrease, especially since the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to lose, you know, people that want to go out. Um, Yeah, nothing beats live music. No. (laughs) And there's always going to be that pushback from from people that are like obsessed with digital, you know, and then Mm -hmm. it was like when Americana happened, you know, there's that big Mm -hmm. Americana resurgence. And because people were looking for something more raw and then, you know, I think there's, there's always going to be that pushback. Yeah. It's like mm. when the nineties happened after the eighties. <laughs> Is that when it happened? The nineties happened after the eighties. I forgot that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean when, when grunge music happened after like hair metal, you know, like right, all the process, right. it was like so processed. Right. And then yeah. grunge happened because it was like, not that right. So there was always going to be like a like a, a pushback, yeah. you know. So sure, I think. I mean, even like the AI like pictures and stuff. Oh, I so mean, creepy. like it's so creepy. <laughs> what do they do? It's, it's just cartoony. Still. Yeah. I mean, the, the technology's oh. gone a long way, but it's still just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mid Journey stuff and that like sort of thing. Mouths. Yeah. What was that? The Mid Journey and all that kind of stuff, where they all have the hands are always messed up. Yeah. 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 Like I did it like the Lenza or whatever, the Lenza app that like everybody did for like four seconds. It mm-hmm. was like my, my smile had like 10 mouths. Yeah. So. No, it's not good. <laughs> Pretty. It's got a ways to go. What are you guys talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. What is this? It's, it's like a AI app. crap. Yeah. Like you, you'd like take your picture and then like it, it makes you into like a bunch of different things. And it's freaking, it's stupid. It's just something to share on social media. It became a trend for like 14 seconds. And then everybody forgot about it like three days later. Oh, okay. The next, you know. Yeah, the, the only reason I'm asking you that is that, you know, the people like Elon Musk and everybody in the business is warning against AI and how dangerous it is. Why do you think it is that we invent something as human beings? We put all our thoughts and everything into it. And the first thing it decides to do is, as soon as I gain power, I'm going to kill all of you. Right. <laughs> makes for a very exciting There's movie. No that's why. Direct evidence of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they're saying, though. If we let AI go, it's going to grow. Well, and we grow can and just it. unplug it, though. They've right? been saying that since the eighties. <laughs> the when, when did Terminator yeah. come out? That was a long time ago. Yeah. Right? When did War, ga- War Games? That was like yeah. the seventies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so be Logan's run. Yeah. People have been worrying about this for a long time, and it's never really happened. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't put too much faith in no. the well, AI is going to kill us all kind of prediction. Didn't Huxley write yeah. about it? In the, in the Aldous Huxley, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. We yeah. just unplug them, take out the batteries. For now. <laughs> we just take out the batteries. What are you going to do now, AI? Yeah, everything's battery powered. <laughs> we just uh, remove it. What happens when the cobalt runs out? No more batteries for you, AI. Right? Yeah. yeah, there you go. So you guys just think this is all the same old deal. It's just an AI. Because I think so. I'm talking about the big tech guys are the ones saying if we let it go the way it's going, it's going to kill all of us. Well, that's the, what they're saying. The now. big tech guys are using it. That's yeah, that's how the thing. It's like, I know. This yeah. monster I'm creating is going to kill you. It's mm-hmm. like, well, then stop doing it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't understand why they're doing it then. I don't. I really don't understand why they're saying these things and doing these things. And what sense does that make? I don't think it makes well, a lot of sense. They're making money off it, and it's it gets well, more well, more Well, there people. you go. I think it's, it's like a kind of sweet, sweet do re mi. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's <laughs> almost like viral marketing. Yeah. Where it's like I'm creating something that's so powerful that it could take over the world, but don't worry, I'm in control, so you can yeah. trust me. Yeah. Mm. You better say nice things about it now. Exactly. It just goes back to that old conspiracy theory that we're all being controlled by a giant cabal. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much true. By the way, Kate, they're doing Katie, a really, really bad be, job. Yeah, it's the worst cabal yeah. I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. All right, well, like I said, you've become the house band for the, uh, the oh, family God. podcast. So we're going to have to call you out one of these days and get this taken care of. Now, this has been a great conversation. It's fun. I'm happy for you because you're you're creating something for yourselves the way you want to do it. I think that's that is wonderful. So I'm wishing you all the luck in the world. That's all I have to say. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. We've all right. When are you gonna come by? You, you, you got to come by and appear in. You got to come by and appear in studio one of these days. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be super fun. Love to. Yep. All right. Well, please do that. And all of just stay in touch, though. I want to know how everything's going. All right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank cool. you very much. Have a great day. You Thank too. you. Rock and roll. Bye. Take care. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> No doubt about it. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Katie Hart spelled K-A-I-T-Y, and Hart is spelled like heart, so that's cool. You know how to get home. Very, very good attitude, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, for real. Like I said, I've, I've come in kind of reliving that genre down here since that um, radio station that the Hubbards have down here. What's it called again? Oh, 109 points, uh, 107.9. Oh, it's, God, all of a sudden there was like Guns and Roses on the other day, and I'm like, I've completely forgotten about half of these songs. Yeah, they own like five radio stations down here. Yeah. They own a lot of them. That's all I'm saying. 
All right, Michael, I got to turn to you for this one because would you please explain to me how the Gophers only got off 15 shots in the final game of the year? That, from the second period on, it was like that team got on a plane and was going yeah. to celebrate their Stanley Cup victory. I, yep. <laughs> that was, they just disappeared. They and did. They're a great team. And what's crazy about it is Snuggerud, his dad suffered the same loss, too, in overtime. And his oh. dad can point to the same missed net um, at the at a close to the same. It's just, oh, that was such a good hockey team. And they just, uh, they, I don't know. Do, I can, do I want to say it? What, they realize they're from Minnesota, so there you go. they fail? There it's you true. Go. I agree with you 100% on that, Michael. Yeah. It's... Minnesota sports teams just cave in once they oh, I'm from Minnesota. I better cave in. Yeah, that was, I, I <sighs> still don't, I, I still, that team was so good. Yes. And uh, they just, I, I think they started counting their wins, you know, and forgot that they had to play. They went to that weird defense and, it just, but also to be fair, Quinnipiac really upped the energy in the second yeah. half, the second half yeah. of that game. Um, you know, in the middle of the second period, they really, really put a lot of pressure on them. But pff, that was that was so sad because that goal should have never been scored. That was a horrible penalty call. Uh, so I got I, I got all the Minnesotan complaints. The refs were bad. Uh, the world's against us. <laughs> Everybody hates us. That's just how it is. And it's a damn Timberwolves trade. So <laughs> oh, how about that one too? Now we got each, they're punching the piss out of each other yeah. in the locker room. And... That trade looks bad. Uh, <sighs> worse every. I mean, how could that trade get worse? He could take hostages and kill half the fans or something. You know, I, it's crazy. I just don't really understand why it is that Minnesota just... I mean, we had four Super Bowl teams, never even came close to winning the Super Bowl. Well, came close. Best- well, in the actual Super Bowl, yeah, you're right. They probably did never even came. But when no. you look at some of the things ugh, to get there, ugh. I know. Yeah, it's been tough. Although Boston went through a lot of tough losses, too, before they suddenly became the title, title possessors. Yeah, they did. So, but we have our twins. The twins are six and three. I'm hoping twins for are, ten and six. Twins are looking really good, actually. Yeah, they are. I went yeah, to the are. home opener and I watched. I've watched a number of their games, and they their pitching's been great. And as long as the pitching stays solid, you know they got it going. Now they still rely upon Byron Buxton staying healthy, which has not been he, a consistent yes. thing, you know. But uh, it's a real different lineup too. Holy cow, they got a lot of different people in that lineup. They certainly do. I mean, I love. I think Taylor's a great outfielder, but he cannot hit at all. Michael A. Yep. That's why he's bad ninth, though. So you know, you yeah, can, but I mean, geez, you can hide the a guy at ninth. You can. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll I'll go with you on them. No, I'm telling you, before the season started, I don't know if you were listening to the show that day, but I I predicted the Twins were going to win their division wow. and have a, a damn good year. A damn good year. I saw what happened in spring training. They were playing well. Uh, you know, they have their pro- like I said. Uh, you got Chicago coming to town for three games, but then we go to New York for four, and I do not want to see them losing that many games to Yankees. They got to go two and two, otherwise I'm going to be very pissed off. Mm-hmm. You can go to a game this year. I'm thinking about buying season tickets if wow. they keep it up. Wow, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. What kind of season tickets are you going to buy? I don't know. I'll see what they got uh, got to offer. Okay, you know. 
Well, I always I always like to sit behind the twins dugout. I know that. Yeah, those those the dinner and the whole deal down on, behind the home plate is very very nice. Oh, they did was it Champions Club? Yeah, that is oh, very yeah. very nice. Was that forty thousand a ticket? <laughs> I don't. No, yes. I don't think it's that much. Is it? I don't think so. No. I don't think it's cheap. Well, I, I oh, it's know not it's cheap. not cheap. No, there's no question about that. But I don't think it's that expensive. So. I don't know. So what else is going on in your well, world? You, did you get my text? No, today? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was, I, uh, I won't name the place, but I stopped to get an oil change. I had, I, they, my, they brought my car out, and with 15 minutes before the start of the show, so I'm like, that'd be great, because I was relatively close. Right. And then they opened my hood, and they're like, oh, we didn't tell you we don't have the filters back yet? we got to oh wait until the filters God. come. So I stood there for a half an hour a hostage, because, you know, your, th- your car's taken apart, so you can't just go, okay, I'm going to drive away. You know, without my filters because they pulled the filters out. And so we just had to sit there and wait. So, you know what I love about this? Uh, And it's absolutely true because I had not seen this text. I'm looking at it now. But I could tell by reading this text that you were pissed off. You know how I could tell? (laughs) How's that? Whenever you're really mad and you text someone, you misspell about every other word. And it's only when you're all pissed off. You misspelled uh, hostage. You put in cottage. <laughs> you misspelled the, T-G-E. And you mis- misspelled get, G-E-R. <laughs> yep. yep. So I could tell when you're distracted because you're pissed off when, when you send a text like but that. But I had the name of the place right, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, Jiffy Lube yeah, was a... Oh. No, you didn't. I'm sorry you didn't even get that right. I know. <laughs> Look what he sp- how he spelled it, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Oh, grr, there it is. No, look at how he spelled Jiffy Lube. Oh, Liffy Lube. Liffy Lube. Trying to keep their name out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like them overall, but holy cow, it's like, you know, and you're hostage. You can't do anything. It's yeah, like, there's nothing you, know, you can do about it. Put the old shitty ones back in and put my car back together so I can get out of here. You know? So, are you telling me they didn't have the specific filters for your vehicle? Right. Right, so they had to what? go out to get them, and I'm, as I come out, the guy, I'm like, "Why is my hood open?" Well, because we don't have the filters, the ones I paid for. <laughs> yeah, those. exactly. And then I thought I was going to get this, like, you know, you're going to have to come back next week. So they're like, "No, the car's coming right now." So it's like, okay, but apparently that car was driving back up to St. Cloud to get it or something. I don't know. Yeah. So. so- why would a place like that not? I suppose there's Who's no else? way to keep filters for all cars, right? Can you? There's so many different cars that you probably yeah. want to keep, you know. And they got all different ones, and it's it's nuts. So I learned this I just, weekend. I learned about rockets. We bought some. Uh, we bought some some kids rockets, and I learned a lot about which how you put together a rocket and what the pieces are and the whole different. They've got tons of different things on rockets. Yes, now. they do. It's huge. We never did that. I don't think. Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing for me either as a kid. But <clears throat> kids now apparently are big into rockets, and then they're talking about epigees and all sorts of physics stuff, which I guess they're actually learning and don't even know it. They just think yeah. it's rockets. Just rockets. Rockets mm-hmm. everywhere. Rockets everywhere. So how's the transition being back home, Alex? It's did they sleep? Uh, Sage woke up at six forty-five, which is very mm. early for him. Hang on, Fawn has a question. Oh, I think it's just for just for mom. I don't think it's for the group. Is it? Oh. Turn your mic off. 
They just uh, they just were down here for four days. Oh, so sweet. They just went back yesterday, and they have today off of school again. Nice. Yeah. She's yeah. wearing her, her little uh, uh, Snow White dress. Yep. So. And Sage is in an uh, Anna one. They decided to be princesses today. <laughs> they were. Sage was like, I don't have any pants. And Fine was like, where are my pants? And I was like, your pants are always too big for him. And then she's like, let's be princesses. He was like, yes. So we just went to Target, and I said that they could each get something $20 or below to entertain themselves during the podcast because I don't want them watching screens for like oh, a year. Left, it sounded like left they were... his precious. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, Fawn got glitter glue on her dress and then she wanted to wear Sage's dress and then Sage said that he would think about it and it was a thing, but now we're good. Sounds like somebody bought a chipper. From a I know, ago. yeah. Sage can be <laughs> a little dramatic. That's no. For sure. the, good, the good news is that we found the caterpillar. Uh, yes, I'm glad you found the caterpillar. What a relief. Yes. Um, <laughs> is this a live caterpillar? No, no it's a scratchy one. Yeah, my mm. mom got them stuff for their Easter baskets. Sure. We were down there for Easter, and it's a big, stretchy caterpillar thing. And we were at the gate at the airport, and he's like, <gasps> I think I forgot my caterpillar. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, pop, pop. Is he going to the post office today? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he is. I guess he could mail it. I don't know. Or he could just bring it home with him on Sunday. But now he's kind of forgotten about it. So I think it'll be fine to get it Sunday. Oh, wow. and he just remembered. What was the little thing that he found oh five gosh, years ago? The and dinosaur thing. Oh, that's right. He's talked about that a number of oh, times. Oh, my gosh. I know. And it's a trance. It's, he found it in the sand. Mm-hmm. And it's on just like beach, a triceratops yeah. that just folds up doesn't do anything super fancy it just kind of compacts itself into like a little egg shape kind of thing and he lost it hmm. and because he found it and then he lost it hey Sage oh, here he came he's going to tell you here, how Sage, it's done why don't you tell talk in yeah. no, actually what happened okay That's what he talk in here do. and say what happened to the triceratops okay so I like found it at the beach and Lost it at my Nan Bop-Bop's condo, and we can't seem to find it, so my mom got me a pterodactyl that transforms into an Easter egg. Hmm. Oh. Wow. There you go. They're hard to find. How many years ago? Whatever. This was two years ago. Yeah. And he remembers this one tiny toy. Every time we go down there, he's like, where is it? Not found it. I usually find his stuff. I think. We can't hear him at all. No, we cannot. Yeah, he's yeah, off in the he's, distance. Here, telling Sage, us the come story. here. Tell, you got to stand in the mic there. The, yeah. The day, but one day ago. So, yes. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. What's up? Well, I think he's done telling the I story. Think he might no, be. He's asking you a question. <laughs> yeah. Look, it up. Look at them both dressed up. I think they should play dress up with Pop Pop. Get Pop Pop wearing a dress. Pop doesn't yep, uh, there you dress go. up <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, if I if I were going to put on a dress, I'd have to track down my grandmother's wardrobe because she was the same mini. size You'd I have. have to get so, yeah, mini. <laughs> Six feet tall. She weighed about two hundred pounds. It wasn't fat at all. She was just a gigantic German woman. Mm-hmm. But the sweetest woman ever born. She was wonderful. Speaking um, of days of old, did you, I, the, this 27 Club we were talking about, do you know who the original 27 Club guy was? 
The original no. one, according to Rolling Stones, it was Robert Johnson from the Delta Blues years. He died in 1938. <laughs> oh, sure. sure. 1938. He started the whole 27 thing. God. 38? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did he die in was World War II? No, he died. He he was messing around with the owner of the of the bar's wife, and oh, he drank God. a bottle of whiskey the guy gave him, oh. which happened to have strychnine in it. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's not good, yeah. now, is it? You don't yeah. hear about strychnine poisoning too much these days. And he was buried in no. an unmarked grave. So. <sighs> wow. Sounds like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a sad case. Robert Johnson was a hell of a talent, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's playing the guitar. Very talented guy, there's no question. I should mention this. uh, Basically, this is going to be for Andy (coughs) and uh, Michael Bryant because the kids were down over the weekend. Alex and uh, the kids were down. And Sage is sitting on my lap, and all of a sudden he just gets up and walks away and goes talks to his mom, and he says, Bop Bop stinks. (laughs) How much? What? She goes, yeah, Bop-Bop stinks. I can't sit on his lap anymore. But turns out he didn't like my cologne. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I got the Boucheron on it. Apparently he doesn't like Boucheron. Boucheron? Yeah, it's, Where do you it's, get uh, Boucheron? Oh, it's really, really... Mm. Well, it's not Tom cheap. Tom has a collection. I do have a collection of, of... Colognes. That's from growing up in North Minneapolis. Everybody wore cologne. High karate and... Oh, <laughs> High, uh, karate. High karate. Mm. English it? leather? English leather. Yeah. That was a big one. English leather. Yeah. Ooh, sassy. <laughs> Who was the one that had all the commercials? Um, I'm trying to remember. There was a High karate, karate did. Was it I High think. karate? Yeah. I think so. Remember, mm-hmm. remember their Christmas slogan? Mm, not off the top of my head. Now, don't get pissed off at me out there, population, because I didn't write the uh, thing and I didn't star in it, but they had two Japanese people in a karate fight. Ah. And the one guy would realize what day it was, and he'd go, You're tied! What? Oh, Yule you know, tied. Yule oh, tied. Oh. Only said, You're tied. Because <laughs> he didn't want to say Yule, apparently. Yep. I will never forget that. It's like they, there's no way they could run that commercial today. It's 1970 no. TV commercial, High Karate. Oh, you got YouTube. the audio? I, well, I think so. Let's see oh, what it does. Let's audio. see what it does. <laughs> hmm. Oh, got to turn on the volume. Turn on the volume would be good. That's he right. had a lime the size of a watermelon, <laughs> and as soon as he put on the high karate, all the women started running after him. Oh, so it was oh. an Axe body spray ad, but back in the 70s. Yeah, and it was... Yeah. Huh. Uh, but I, that, I, rem- I remember that that was their tagline at the end there that they gave. You know, be, be careful, careful how, how you use, use it. it. Yeah. 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 Oriental, Oriental lime. Oriental lime. Some gigantic lime. Hmm. What is Oriental lime? I don't even. It's a gigantic lime. It's a well. Oh, I it's think it's just, a fake. It's a made up thing. Yeah, it's oh, not real, okay. real Oriental yeah. lime. What are you gonna do? Do That's they even have, have limes in Asia? I don't, I don't know. Have I don't limes. Know. Let's see really? here. Really? I don't know. Uh, Southeast Asia, but not in Japan. I don't think. Hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Most limes are, are produced in India. Hmm. 
And Mexico. Well, I didn't know that either. Yeah, Mexico, I know yeah, a lot of them sense. came from Mexico, yeah. Mexico produced a lot of the of those type of things. No question about it. So what else is happening in the world? Everything else is good? Uh, yeah, things are it's getting warm here and we got baseball going and uh you know, playoffs are starting for hockey and basketball very soon and um yeah, things are going good. So how about Easter? Everybody have a good Easter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ethan got a bluey toy that he's all a fan of. What's a bluey? Oh, my God. He, he loves bluey. It's a stuffed the song bluey. bluey that, anyway. Bluey's yeah. a cartoon dog. Yeah. And you can press it, and it, uh, well, she, I suppose. It's got different quotes from the show. But most importantly. You press it, it makes sounds. Yeah. It's very quiet, though. Not on my watch. But um, <laughs> one of the sounds it makes, it plays the entire theme song. No. So he can just Absolutely listen not. to that whenever he wants to. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's like his favorite song in the world. <laughs> what is it? It's just a cartoon dog. It's a cartoon dog? Mm-hmm. It's for kids. I would say it's probably for, like, oh, six-year-olds. I think Bluey's six. Yeah, I don't. Uh, never. I missed out on Bluey. Font's too old for Bluey. Yeah, like it says mm-hmm. six, but she's like she'll watch Bluey and she'll be like this is boring. Ah, Bluey's one of those things, and also they're really short. They're seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. for somebody her age, like for her, when I'm like, okay, you can pick a show and watch it. It's an intention of I need to do something for yep. twenty five minutes, and you need to just be able to sit and chill. Seven minutes is just not long enough. That's it. That's oh, everything. There you go. Oh, here's the music. That's it. Little that dancing. That's oh, Andy. Andy. No, that's uh, Mike. Yeah. Oh, I've no, it's Mike. This blue. Oh, Dad. Dad. Oh, we've heard this. Yeah, we've probably heard Fun this song two hundred times in the past. Hear it in your nightmares. <laughs> oh wait, no, you're Bluey. Say just Bingo because. Yep. Bluey. You're Bluey. Huh. Okay. Bluey. Bluey's the girl. Bingo's the boy. Okay. Bingo's Bingo. little brother. No, Bingo's a girl. They're both girls? They're both girls. Oh, see, I haven't watched that much Bluey in my life. But I... That sounds terrible. (laughs) But, I mean, you guys aren't... It's wonderful. You you guys don't get bothered by... No, not Bluey. Bluey's fantastic. <laughs> I love Bluey. See, she's. But well, you had your land sharks you and you had your. I or just whatever don't that. like. I don't allow toys in our house that make sounds. Oh. Okay. I can't take it. Oh. Just like the button over and over yeah, and over he does and over. That. And your over children and over make and enough and sounds. Yeah, like my kids are loud yeah. enough. I don't need any extra sounds. <laughs> I don't need any help. Yeah, oh, so well. I, if anybody gets us a toy that makes sounds, I usually let the kids play with it for like two weeks and then it gets. Lost, <laughs> like the Tyrannosaurus and the caterpillar. Quote. No, caterpillar. <laughs> no, those were actually no, lost. But you can't say things are lost and then deny it when other things are lost. It mm. just doesn't work that way. No, because they lose enough stuff. That You've they're created just like, your own world here. I, I mean, they're kids. <laughs> right. stuff. Alex is digging I might as well grave. use it to my advantage. <laughs> That's a nice touch. I should mention, by the way, at this juncture, that uh, my. Uh, Lovely grandson Ethan does not like the Easter Bunny. Mm. Uh, not our Easter kids. Bunny. Yeah, that David was like that, are... scared to death of of animals that were dressed up. Well, it That's is kind of not a, a bad strange thing. concept. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, really. Gigantic rabbit. You know, versus being yeah, too cuddly. Yeah, Easter with Bunny. Them. When Dan and I were having the conversation of, uh, yes. uh, she's busy with with kids. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. 
I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Do you watch any of the Masters? Not right now. Did I? Yes. I watched uh, the final day of the Masters. I cannot believe the men. Uh, Kepka had a four-stroke lead yep. going in and lost by four strokes. He dropped eight strokes he's, in 18 holes. He's a weird guy because he's either really super good or really not good at all. Yeah. Like he has no, no you're right. He has no, like, cruise level. It's just really good or not. That's it, you know? So, But he's good wrong. when he's good. Yeah, when he's good, he's really, really good. As a matter of fact, he uh, he belonged to a club that I belonged to in, in uh, West Palm back in the day, and he they loved him, man. He, I guess he was very, very nice to everybody, and when he started winning tournaments, he still came back and was really nice to everyone. So they're, they're big fans of them uh, in West Palm, I'll tell you that. Well, that tournament I, had a lot of cool things. I mean, Freddie getting in there at that age. Yeah, that was you great. Know, you know, for people who like Phil Mickelson, he did well. Um, yep. let's see. Um, yeah, Ron played really solid. Spath played amazing to not win that thing. I love Spath. I love yeah, that kid. You know, so Tiger tried. That, that that rainy day was really hard on him. Do you think he's just about done now? you think he'll retire? Mm, him? No. I think he'll, he will come back again because uh, he's just that kind of guy. But his body has just been beat to a pulp, whether it's car accidents or whatever it is. He'll just keep bouncing back until he doesn't ever bounce back again, and he's done. So, I've seen him make some incredible shots that maybe he's the only one could make, I'll yep. tell you that. Yeah, well, there's that chip on his first Masters that that um, that uh, the great uh, short game guy, Dave Pell, said there's not a human being could see what he did. They, you couldn't see it. Um, and he just knew it from muscle memory. And uh, that's the one where he chipped it up and it rolled around and came around the back and mm-hmm. fell in the hole and back. Uh, uh, Pell says that was impossible for someone to see. So 16, I think it was, wasn't it? Yep. I, yeah, I think that's right. I think, I think you're right about that hole. Yeah. I think it was 16, yeah. And it just literally barely fell over the edge of the cup. It was yep. really cool. It was yep. really a cool shot. Yep. But it makes me sad, all the stuff. Like, yeah, I know some of it he brings on himself, no question, with the marriages and the girlfriends and the car accidents and all that stuff. It's just, it's really unfortunate that that's, that he can't get out of his own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's had a hell of a career, though. I mean, he made oh, he made another Wonderful. cut at the Masters, and you know that's still the record for what is it, twenty three cuts in a row? I think so. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'd love to see him get healthy and come back, though. It, uh, that would be really. Uh, how old is he now? Mm, Tiger's 40-something. Because he looks a lot older Tiger than Woods? There's yeah. no way he's only 40-something. Is he 50? Oh, I bet. oh he's no, only 47. Yeah. Wow. I thought he was in his 40s. I would have thought he was way older. Nope. nope. Well, well he looks way older, Andy. He's he lived a, a hard life, that's for sure. An easy life, but also a hard life. Well, he's worked so hard. I mean, yeah, that he makes arguably he's probably the hardest working person in the world, the way he works. Because the only reason that guy took steroids is so he could work out more. You know, he's in mm-hmm. that that group yep. of, of like Jordan and those guys who just like all they want to do is work out all the time. They they Mike Tyson, they don't belong in society. They just want to work, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, no question. I just I hope he does make a, a pretty strong well, he's got three more years before he goes on the senior tour. Yeah. Um 
I don't kind of want to see him on the senior tour, though. Yeah, I know a lot of people say that. They like, don't so, want to see him on you know. Well, what's the uh, age for the senior tour? 55, isn't it? Oh, or is it 50? 50? Maybe it is 50. It is. And, th- and they might have some tournaments at 45, too, now. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. But the things senior that he's tour, done. Yep, 50. Yeah. It is 50. So yeah. three years, yeah. Three years he can be on the senior mm-hmm. tour. But, I mean, you guys just bringing it up, and I feel the same way about the guy. Yeah, his father was a massive pain in the ass. I guess his mother is really hard to deal with. He's made some really stupid mistakes in his personal life as well. Uh, but, man, watching him play golf was, was something different. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he was as big as he is because I, I stood next to him once out at Hazeltine. I didn't talk to him or anything. I was just standing next to him. He's a hell of a lot taller than I am, I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. I don't know. Man, and you're he's big. You're 6'4", so. Yeah, well, according to Donald <laughs> Trump, I'm 6'4". That's right. I forgot. Well, wouldn't height be an advantage in golf because of the, the yeah, Actually, levering no. force? No, because no? most, most of the guys that are real successful are about 5'10". Huh. And they have like a, they, they have like a <clears throat> pendulum effect. So height can be good because it gets you that longer arms mm-hmm. and more momentum, but it's also harder to get that pendulum at the height. I so, see. You know, I suppose but, that swinging with really long arms would also be harder on the joints too. Yeah. The amount well, of force in your shoulders from swinging yeah. gigantic arms. Yeah. That was always the question with him, with the way he swung, whether or not his back would hold up. Yeah. Because his back, he put so much torque on his back that there were a lot of people that thought he'd never make it in the long run because he put too much torque on the back, mm-hmm. you know. So did Alex, did Alex leave? No, no Alex is here. here. Oh, you're still there. Okay, Alex, good. I'm glad you're not gone because I want you to tell. You don't, you don't have to use names or anything, but your husband, Dan, was told something about your son by a golf professional. Oh, that he, so Sage is very into golf. Cool. Very, very into golf. Um, and he's four. He's four. Yeah, he'll be five in June. And he's not he, making any hole in ones. He goes to uh, my father-in-law's. My father-in-law's condo building has a simulator. Simulator in it, and mm. they go there once a week. And he practices golf. And Dan had a video of him. And Dan was talking to a golf pro and showed the video of Sage to this golf pro. And the golf pro said, if he could work with that kid, he'd have him on the tour by nineteen. Hmm. Well, cool. <laughs> he know. is into it. I don't know. He really likes it. Yeah, but in a year, he's going to be like, is he, is he going to still be into it, or is he going to be, I don't, don't want to yeah. play golf ever yeah, again? I have, I have no idea. That's the we'll thing. See. He's doing a, they're both doing a <laughs> yeah. golf camp this summer. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. Like, Fawn had, Fawn developed an interest in dance at four. That's when she took her first class. Yeah. And she's stayed interested in it so yeah. i don't know because he's he's been interested in soccer and then he plays soccer for a while and then he doesn't like it and then this you know he's done mm-hmm. multiple things but for some reason golf seems to be sticking sticking no it's a good sport the only it's a really really hard sport it is really really hard ben beg ben hogan's perfect dream he holed out on 18 for 18 hole in ones yeah, that's right. Eighteen <laughs> hole in ones. That'll yeah. happen. But he's like, I hold out on the, or I, I rimmed out on the last hole, you know, and that's his perfect dream of a golf round. You know, he still made a mistake at the end. So Doc Scheller, an old friend of mine, just found out he just died a couple of months ago. They're having a memorial for him. Doc Scheller, great guy, phenomenal golfer, and all the rest of it. He's a member of Golden Valley. I've known him for forty years. Right. Mm-hmm. He just died a couple of months ago, and they printed in the paper. 
that he is the only, and he's the only person I know that ever did this. One round of golf had two holes in one. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. There's that's I've I've heard that a couple times, but yeah, that would be incredibly rare. Oh, incredibly incredibly rare. rare. I mean, there's people that don't. I mean, having two in one season is a big deal. Oh God! Oh, absolutely. Two in one lifetime, rare. to be fair, you know. So well, I've I, had two. I've I, had two, and they weren't close together. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, n- I never had one. I, I had so many that were close. I had, I had ones that hit the flag. I had ones that rolled over, but I never had one. So you know. I don't know. I heard your wife might uh, get you interested in golf again. That's what I heard. Well, yeah, that's what her belief is, and that's what she's hoping. <laughs> the most <laughs> career holes in one <laughs> of all time is seventeen. seven. Seven is it seven. Yeah, it's yeah. not that many. Yeah, although what's doesn't uh, doesn't Sunny Kim or the 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 dictator from South Korea? I think he claims. Well, he's yeah, got of like course he's got like yeah. or something. He yeah. gets he gets a hole in one every time, obviously. Yeah, so well, I thought but there was fifty. I've actually holed out from the fairway a couple of times, and I've yeah, chipped in tons fine. of times. But no, wait, fine. apparently, yeah. as of the newest count, it is now ten. It is ten. Robert Allenby and Hal Sutton. Oh, Hal oh, Sutton! Yeah. Wow, they both have ten of them. But that's not amateurs. Amateurs amateurs have had more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, throughout all of these people's careers, these are like the best golfers in the world. Mm -hmm. Throughout Mm -hmm. all of their tours, the most anyone has ever gotten is 10. So they're not common. How many hole-in-ones does Tiger have? Uh, Is he even on this list? He is not, which means it's less than five. Yeah. Really? No, that's on tour, not uh, That's on tour, yes. That's not playing, you know... Amateur rounds and all that. Tiger stuff. Woods has not had a hole in one since 1998. Oh, pretty, really, 25 years. Wow. Yeah, apparently. Um, Alex, I also need you to speak up because yeah. if if uh, Sage doesn't become a professional golfer, he's going to become a professional foosball player. Oh, foosball. He my likes foosball. Gosh. Oh God. He, he turns into a psychopath. He he into, does. So they have a the kids club thing. <laughs> Where you drop kids off, sure. and they mm-hmm. there's a foosball table <laughs> yep. there, and we went to dinner yes. on Friday, and then we came back, and he was it was older, three older boys and Sage, and Sage had to kneel on like a bar stool thing to even reach mm-hmm. the foosball yep. table, and he was moving it around and doing all the stuff, and he was shouting, he was like, "Give it all you got!" and was just <laughs> shouting at everybody with just like enthusiasm, very excited. And they yeah, got to the championships, got. foosball, mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And then we went to dinner on Saturday, and the building that we were in had a foosball table in it. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I will play one round of foosball with you, and then we have to go eat. And after we order our food, we can come back and play another round of foosball, because like, it takes like five minutes to play a round of foosball. And... He just would not stop asking about playing foosball, and he was crying <laughs> and whining and just wanted to play foosball so badly, and he everything did. was just so hard because he just loves foosball so much, and that's all he wants to do. And it's just, yeah, he really is into it. I so don't know. he played both front and back, or like the goaltender yes, in the he middle? Yes, he plays the whole he plays them both, huh? thing. Yep. Okay. Yep, he's. I think it's hilarious. He's, Give it all you've got. Give it all you've got. I know he's. <laughs> he's four years old. He's an enthusiastic little guy. He, he is sure indeed. Is. I know. And then Dad, Mom gave him Lego, a Lego car for um, Easter. Easter, and he put it together, and it was I think seventy-five pieces. And my dad was like, "Oh my." 
gosh, that's amazing. It's so wonderful that you could put that together. I'm really impressed. And I was like, well, he put a 750-piece tiger by himself. <laughs> yeah. So he, when he likes something, he just really... Laser focus. Laser focus, yes. Fawn's yeah. more of a floater. She kind of is yeah. like, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this now. Now she's. Well, Michael, let me ask you a question. Sure. And I'm not making any comments about anybody's relatives or anything or our friends. Bye. Mm-hmm. But a lot of really great <laughs> golfers are not very bright. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know if you remember, Royce wrote an article about Ernie Els. Yes. That he said that yep. was what made him a champion was because the guy didn't think. And he, didn't he, think, he could silence right? his mind. And th- there's a belief that Tiger is so smart, that's how he's able to silence his mind. But right. the better players are able to si- silence his mind. And that might be kind of the reason why some of these guys are really good or not really good, because they just don't, you know, well, I will say <laughs> click in the same manner. I will say right. somebody's name because it's very well-known, I think. Because you know the show Full Swing? Yeah. yeah. Which is just like about golfers. Well, apparently... If you watch the Brooks Kepka one, it's yeah pretty clear that he's not very bright. <laughs> and his girlfriend's a peach. Did you watch, have you watched about his girlfriend, or she might be his wife now? I think that they're married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, and she, it's just the classic. She's situation. definitely there for wins. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. It's it's a funny dynamic. Well, I remember when Tiger was coming up, everybody was saying that his mother was a Buddhist or something. Mm-hmm. She's the one that mm-hmm. taught him to clear his mind. Or right. Something. Yeah. Right. So. Well, I remember before a dance competition once, Dad was like talking to me. He took me aside. I think it was my first dance competition or something. And he took me aside and was talking to me about Tiger, how Tiger Woods focuses before every golf tournament, and how yes, his mother was Buddhist, and how it's he just lives stroke to stroke and focuses on where he's at and like yep. basically was talking about mindfulness and yeah i mean makes sense yeah well there's for a while those guys were trying beta blockers you know john daly was using beta uh, blockers oh, really? right to see if that would help but apparently it, it takes away your your some of your reflex issues too so oh, so yeah. you, you, it didn't just bl- block your mind you had other issues that popped up with that and so that didn't work but um you yeah, beta blockers are supposed to keep you, you're, you from getting adrenaline rushes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you can't enjoy it if you don't get any well, adrenaline. But, well, no, you know, you know how, like, stage fright, people are, like, perfectly prepared, have, can speak to anybody, but they get in front of a crowd. Yeah. Apparently, if they take a beta blocker, that, that weird stage fright thing just doesn't happen so yeah so they're they're, they are used for a lot of different things and they don't um they're not a performance enhancer but it's still a drug so i'm kind of surprised they can use them in professional sports i think they banned them after a while too but um they uh i don't know i i as far as enjoying it goes i don't know a lot of them are really enjoying it during the rounds they're grinding you know, yeah. they win, yep. they, they, you know, break down and get all excited. But other than that, it's just solid grinding like any other job in a lot of yeah. places. Tiger you know? Woods just left the tournament. Yeah. Well, he and just he couldn't so. physically. He was limping and oh, he was right. looking oh. horrible, you know. And that, yeah. that rain was really hard on him on top of everything else, so it looked like. Yeah, that's yeah. very, very true. Yeah. And it could have been well. It, which was it? Was it the uh, the car accident, or was it the fact his wife hit him with a golf club when 
just before they got divorced. I think he's what, what, all healed up from the golf club. It's the car accident. I mean, <laughs> I they, there's so. a lot of people who said that he would never walk again. And right. I mean, he, I think, busted up both legs, didn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. And, you know, you talk on top of the problems he has with his knees anyway, and then he's got the back issues, and, you know, he's got a number of back surgeries, and, you know. But the guy, I mean, the guy won a tournament on a broken leg. He beat, yeah, beat he Rocco did. on a broken leg, you know. <laughs> he did, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> you know? Rocco's still not happy about yeah, that. Well, I mean, even with that, it's like, yeah, but the guy had a broken leg, you know. So, you know, like Jack Youngblood playing with the broken neck, so. God, remember Jack Youngblood? He was phenomenal. Yeah, well, he was indeed Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Well, he was a Ram, wasn't he? When he played with the broken neck, Jack. Oh Youngblood? yeah, I think you're. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right about that. And then Ronnie Lott cutting his finger off. There's been some great, great examples of. of uh, <laughs> his fingers getting in my way. Guys. I have to cut it off. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> ah, what the hell. What else is big in the news? Anything good? Um, I watched, it's not in the news, but I watched on Netflix, I watched, uh, what was it called? Um, I'll pull it up in just a second. It was called, it was about these two people that were, a oh, beef. It was these two Asian people. It's a it's 10 series, or 10 uh, uh, episodes. And it, they, they, it starts with them being a road rage incident. And it's what they do to each other. And it's somewhat funny. It's somewhat sad. It's, it's really, actually, really pretty good. It's called beef. It's called beef. Yep. Yep. So just they have a beef with one another. Is that right. what the meaning is? Right. And they oh, just like, do okay. the shittiest stuff to each other, ruining each other's lives in, in every way possible. I mean, she writes, I'm poor on the side of his truck. <laughs> God, that's real nice. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's funny things in it, but at the same time, there's a lot of like really sad things. And and it, but it's it it ends really well, and it's done very well overall. And people make mistakes in what they think is going on versus what's really going on. And it's uh, it, it's worth watching. It's only half an hour each each episode, so it's you can get through it pretty fast. And where is it? You say it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix has really picked it up, trying to trying to pick up some. Well. I'll, Alex will tell you, almost every show the kids want to watch now is on Netflix, so they've really bolstered well, their low-end audience, which is good. I will say I don't love most of the kids' shows on Netflix. No. Oh, you yeah. don't? No, they're terrible. So like what's what? bad about them? They're just, like, fun. And sh- at home, we have kind of, they watch the same couple shows. Because it's stuff that I've seen before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we just have the routine of whatever. And, but when they go to my parents' house, they ask my dad to play random stuff Mm -hmm. that I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh, well, it's on Netflix. And as long as it's Y7 or younger, that's fine. For just a short period of time. But then every single time she finds a new show, it's just awful. Like people are treating each other poorly or it's just absolutely bananas constantly. I don't know. Violent. People constantly fighting one another. (laughs) Did she you found hear this that? gymnastics show. Yeah, fun goes a violent. No, and then she went banana. A, <laughs> banana. A gymnastics show with violence and no, they each weren't other? violent, but they were just every single girl in that show was hi Sage. Yes, you built a 
Lego thing. It was a junior high high school girl. Yeah, it was like junior high school girls, and all of them were just like eye rolling at each other and just so Mm. rude to one another. And I was like, I don't. You don't need to be spending your time watching Mm -hmm. people treat each other poorly. You don't need any ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why is that entertaining? By the way, to watch people be a holes to one another. Yeah, I don't know. Drama. I don't dis Disney for a while, and they still might might be a lot of their. Older kid things are about being obnoxious. Yeah, mm. basically. Yeah. Smart mouth, obnoxious. Mm-hmm. It's just, I guess that's funny. Well, that's how everything's written people? now. Everything, everything is quips and, you know, yeah. snapbacks or rude, clapbacks being or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I know, how, that's I have, how all fiction is. When I typically let the kids watch TV, I'm like, you can choose between these five shows because I know that they're calm. Everyone is like the whole purpose of the show is people are working together or being nice to each other or learning a lesson about life. Rather right, than Alex just Howard, you're gonna get these kids the, prepared for the real world. <laughs> what shows are they watching? <laughs> um, the shows that I am Stillwater is a Buddhist panda that lives across the street a from Buddhist a panda that okay. lives across the street from three kids, mm-hmm. and they go through you know fighting with each other, and then the Buddhist panda tells them a story about a similar situation and how it was overcome. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great. Um, if you give a mouse a cookie, has a TV series and it's pretty calm. Like they they go on adventures and stuff like that. But everybody's nice to each other and it's just like a nice show. Tumble, Does the moose show up? The moose is in. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. he's in there. there so is the pig. There you go. Um, Tumble Leaf is a great Tumble show. Mm-hmm. They, it's just like a bunch of animals having sweet little adventures. What else? Puffin Rock is sweet. I'm trying to think of what's the other show. Watch Little Bear. That I want you. Little Bear's a great show. Mm-hmm. I wonder, it's wonder Melissa's favorite little cartoon from her childhood. I wonder used if, to love Little Bear. I wonder if we'd gotten a whole group of Rhode Island kids together or maybe a whole bunch of North Minneapolis kids together and watched these shows if the world would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't be murdering people or, you know, things like that. Yeah. See? The Buddhist, the, or the, the, the Buddhist um, panda. The Buddhist panda. Buddhist panda. Yep. Still water. It's great. Hmm. I think that's yeah, my but, favorite. Mm-hmm. Kids show. We'll <laughs> close the show today with a ridiculous headline. Okay. Climate change may be affecting baseball games. Oh, Researchers suggest that. warmer weather is leading to more home runs. Yes, the warmer weather, it's not the fact that all baseball players now are 6'4 and weigh well, 240. There's, there's a strong <laughs> possibility the league is playing with the baseballs. Uh, yes. And <laughs> that, that they pump certain balls into certain games at certain times. Yep. And that's been going on for a couple of years now where that's been – that you're getting dead balls or you're getting real active balls. Mm. And that's – that's uh, that there's a really good possibility that that's true. They should have one of those uh, dice checker things that casino have, casinos have. No, the they don't. Balls. But they don't want that. They, it's not, it's not like the players are showing up with balls. They, it's, it's the league, actually. Now the league them. themselves are yeah. gaming the system? Yeah. Hmm. No. I have a conspiracy theory that all professional sports are just completely rigged. Yeah, Absolutely. there's that argument. Yeah, well, the, the, the greatest college basketball game I ever saw in my life was rigged by, by Whitey. So, you know, not not Whitey, just the white person, Whitey Bulger, so we're clear. I knew it. I knew Whitey rigged everything. That's hilarious. Um, but uh, 
the, the, uh, the one thing I will say, as much as I was against the new rules, getting mm-hmm. games done faster. Oh, it's you wonderful. Know, and one of the things that Chris Sale was saying the other day is it, it, you're, we're going to see a difference over the season with less injuries because players yep. like catchers yep. aren't out there as long. And that's going to affect them as the season goes on, and they're going to be stronger. He thinks is the argument. So, so it's it's the pitch clock is interesting. There's already people in the crowd, you know, trying to game it by by yelling out numbers shorter than what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to piss everybody off. Well, they're trying to get them to right. throw it quicker. You know. So that is going to do it for today. Thank you very much. It's been a, a joy. good show. I thought had a good time. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Take care.